Hi everyone, welcome back to the Dorm Diaries podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Abby. And we are talking about music today. Yes. I'm very, very excited. Yes. I know I just did an episode about this like a few weeks ago, but it, I think my thoughts were a little bit jumbled. I was really excited. It was the first day in a while that I was like happy. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Like, and I'm, I'm just like so passionate about talking about music yeah. that I like just was talking a million miles oh my God, a minute yes. and I was so excited but I don't think it, any of it was coherent. Oh yeah. Um so <laughs> we're going to try this again and now with a, a friend. So it, it it'll break me. it up a little bit. Yes. So, I'm really excited. Um I think we should stop or start where <laughs> I think we should stop. I think we should stop <laughs> yeah. actually. <laughs> Why don't we just stop? Um, personally, I grew up, I grew up, I'm old now. Good for you. Um, thank you. Yeah. I made it this far. Um, I, when I was a kid, we watched American Idol. Um, and so I was six years old when Carrie Underwood won American Idol. And I was too young to stay up to watch the finale. Oh. So the next morning I was like, mom, who won? She's like, Carrie Underwood. I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I, think so <laughs> I think she was running against Bo Bice that year. And who, where is he now? I have no I don't idea know. what you're talking about, but I just believe you. Um, but I really loved, like, those singing competitions growing up, and I wanted to be a singer. Yeah. I really wanted, I wanted to be yeah. a pop star. I wanted to be Hannah Montana. I wanted yes. to be just, I wanted to sing my little heart out. Um, and so that's kind of, like, where I got my, like, start, when I started to think about music, um, Growing up, we are, we're a family that listens to country music, um, and at that time, it was the early 2000s, kind of 90s country music, and then also the classics that my dad brought in, like The Highwaymen and Johnny Cash and all, like, all those people. Um, so I started with country music. That was my gateway music, okay, if you will. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, when... Whenever I visited my grandma's house, she would be playing Pandora on the TV, like, all the time. It was Real never... old school. Yeah. So old school. Exactly. It was, like, 2007. So what like, a that relic. Was like, yeah. yeah. And so, <clears throat> like, she loved music, and she was the first person to be like, you know, dancing and singing is a sport, Emma. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> um, so, but anyway... <laughs> She, like, played Pandora on her TV constantly throughout the day, and she always did, like, when I knew her. You know, like, it was just... So, I always associate music, specifically Pandora, with my grandma, and I think that's lovely. And I think there's, for a lot of people, there's, like, whatever you're passionate about, there's that moment of, like, when you realize that you're passionate about it, or, like, when you look back, you're like, that's when it, like, started. And it started for me when I, like, visited my grandma, and she would be playing, like, the Taylor Swift radio, or the Dixie Chicks radio. Um, so that was nice. And then (laughs) I was still in the the music scene. I say in quotes. But I... Seven-year-old music scene. I was getting gigs left and right. Oh my gosh. I was on Little Baby American Idol. Oh my gosh, please. (laughs) I can't. Um, but when I got into, um, I was 12, uh, I enrolled (laughs) in, uh, community theater. And here we go. This is where it gets good. Everybody, put your cell phones on silent. Put your cell phones on silent. (laughs) The show's about to begin. Yes, because that's (laughs) um, 
And you can relate to this because you're also you were also like a theater kid for you a hot second. You just me. Yes, I did. Oh my I'm, god! I'm absolutely bringing you down with me. Um, so <laughs> we were both theater kids for a hot second. Um, and for for that short time, I'm like, I want to be on Broadway. Yeah, I'm an actress. I am an artiste. Like I have a voice of the gods, yes. and I'm going to use it. Yes. Um. I was just really shy and anxious, but um, that was the only, like, time in my middle school, high school that I felt like a part of something, so that's the big reason why. Um, but that kind of brings into, like, the feeling of music, you know, why I connect to it so much, because it makes me feel connected, uh... and that's kind of a weird way to phrase it, but, no. like, um, throughout high school... When I was sad and anxious and didn't have any friends to talk to, um, I would listen to music and things would, like, the day would go by faster. Um, so that just, like, music has saved me on multiple occasions, um, but I want to hear what Abby has to say about what music means to her. Well, Abby always has so much to say. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, my first inklings of music probably was through Barbie movies, a great just like you. yes exactly i have so many videos of my younger self singing that song um but then my other like musical introduction was through worship songs not gospel music that's different mm-hmm. this is like toby mac i'm sorry i'm like shutting down just thinking about <laughs> it bro like like my Growing up in the South, whatever was on the radio, there was no Kesha. There was no Rihanna. <laughs> it was literally the casting crows or nothing mm-hmm. or silence. And a lot of people in my family were actually parts of the choir um, in the church. So, But they were also preachers. And so every family dinner, they were quite literally preaching to the choir. Um, <laughs> wow. I know. That's layered. <laughs> it, it is layered. There's a lot of complexity there. But in my dad's side of the family, everyone likes to say that singing is the Hale family gift. So I have a cousin who's amazing. She's really great. Like, so talented. I think she can play, like, something, like... 15 instruments. Oh my gosh. Like, she is a total August Rush personality. Um, Super big into theater. And so whenever we were kids, it would be like every Thanksgiving, they were like, put your cell phones on silent. The show is about to begin. And then we would just like rock it out. (laughs) Like, we'd do plays. We would sing. We would do like Phantom of the Opera. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, But the music that I was mostly listening to was was Christian music, and I'm gonna say something controversial yet brave. It sucks. Christian music, it, like, is not good music. Okay, well, I will counterpoint that. I'm not religious. I don't, uh, I'm, I've never really been raised with any religion, specific religion, but, um, I listen, like, with the country music that I listen to, yeah, yeah. so much Christian music. Oh, I know. I was yelling, Jesus, <gasps> take the wheel. Oh my god, when I was please. six years old. Like, and I didn't even think about it as a religious so song. Funny. And, like, like, Bless the Broken Road by Rascal Flatts. Okay, Fox. yeah, that's like, there are some songs that are good like that. Yeah. But, but I'm talking about, like, the songs that you sing in church every Sunday. Do you know the song I can only imagine? 
So I actually have some trauma about this song. Oh, no. But no, it's it's such a good song. But now that I'm like thinking about it in this context, I actually sang this at like my friend's mom's memorial. Because mm-hmm. I, my, um, my, okay, is it my dad's uncle? He sang it at my great grandfather's funeral. Yeah, it's so, so sad. It was a funeral song, but I, my little six year old brain was like, this is my jam. Yeah, I can only imagine. it's like a good song. But I think. <laughs> A lot of, okay, the reason that I said that all Christian music is bad is because all throughout, like, my life in the church, I was like, I don't get what these people are feeling when they listen to this kind of music. Like, it, like, gives you a rush, but not for me. I, like, I will get feelings from a different kind of music, Mm -hmm. but I, like, didn't connect with worship during worship Mm -hmm. at church so I was like what is happening and I think that was really like stressful and it kind of like tied in some stressful and negative emotions to like sometimes it can be performative not everyone's experiences in the church are the same yeah but for me there were points in my life where like I love the lyrics I love that I can read the lyrics and I would like really take the lyrics into consideration but it was very rare that it felt worshipful and so I always felt like I was doing something wrong Mm -hmm. so during all those songs and those are like you know the soft slow acoustic songs some ballads all of those songs that I grew up listening to in church define those genres in country music as well yeah and so I think whenever it comes to country music or even like Bonnie Bear, mm-hmm. like I can't listen to slow, sad, like acoustic songs because, and I think I just realized it's because it reminds me of having like those feelings during worship. And also typically they're just sad songs and then it just makes me sad because I have a very emotional tie to music. So this is my other thing. Yeah. Oh, but I should probably talk more about my origin story because it does get iconic in a second. So oh, yeah. Yeah. So like, of course, I grew up on Jordan Sparks. Jordan Sparks, a legend. My first American concert, Idol winner. I know. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah. My first concert was Jonas Brothers. Um, that was epic. And then I was like really into like the pop stuff, the stuff on Disney Channel. And then whenever we moved to Colorado, whenever I was in middle school, I went into a huge pop music, like mainstream pop music phase. Mm-hmm. And I actually got in trouble because I was listening to Rihanna. Uh Uh-oh. And my parents were like, you can never have Spotify. You're listening to all these bad songs. But that was the awakening of my, like, bad girls club energy. Of, like, I am a legend energy. Um, But then the depression hit. And I discovered Lord. Like, literally, um, Royals came up on my, like shuffle or whatever some kind of radio on my phone and I was like stop everybody shut up like this is something different and I was obsessed so I actually had a lot of friends in the like musical theater or choir or whatever and we would sing that song actually the first song I've ever sung in front of an audience was oh what's that one from Florence in the Machine oh my god it's the most popular and basic one. Is it Dog Days Are Over? Yes, yes. That was the first one. Classic. And my choir teacher told me I sounded like Jewel. I have no idea who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know one of her songs. Yeah, okay, okay. 
But, um, yeah, so at that point in my life, I became, like, one of those theater kids that was, like, I'm gonna sing all the time. Um, and so, like, we had this little, almost like an acapella group, but it was, like, cool. Mm -hmm. It was before Pitch Perfect, or, like, right before. We were on the precipice. Yeah. So, it was, like, super fun. We loved Les Mis. We, I saw, like, my first Broadway shows. I was, like, oh, my God, stop. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, where music was most formative for me, like, emotionally was definitely, like listening to Lord on like long plane rides and being like wow let me really feel this emotion and this is how music affects me is like emotionally yeah so I'm like the type that's like let me just feel this emotion forever and so I have like 15 crying playlists <laughs> because I think that like music can be the perfect background to any like occasion yeah and so like if I'm gonna cry I have to put on the perfect song. Sometimes I'll put them on because I'm like, I need to cry. Yeah. So I'll just put them on. Um, but I was pretty heavily into the indie, like, phase. I loved, like, I wasn't, like, Arctic Monkeys Tumblr indie. I was, like, um, Vampire Weekend art kid kind of Tumblr mm -hmm. indie. Um, I was more of a Dan and Phil. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> That's okay. Oh we God. were like right there. We yeah. were like ships in we the were night. parallel. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and then now I am like, I don't even know how I would describe my music taste. Um, I enjoy stuff ranging from like Doja Cat or like I have like what I like to call my trashy girl pop music. Mm -hmm. Gwen Stefani, yes. Doja Cat, you know, music that my mom would be like, what is she singing about? <laughs> I'm like, it's empowering, mom. Come on. Or I have all my crying playlists. Like, it's literally two sides of an extreme. And so I don't really have music for just, like, I'm going to sit in my room and read. <laughs> um, so I'm much more like a podcast, TV show kind of person whenever, like, I'm like, let me go in my room. Instead of turning on music, I'll turn that on. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> just circling back to Lord as we should. Yes, as um, we should. You were the one who introduced me to her. Because, me? Yes, because I, I, of course, knew Tennis Court and Royals or whatever when it came out, came out, but I never listened to a single, like, other, any other song of hers. And then on, I have a video of you, uh, like, playing Ribs, and that was my first time listening to it, like, fully. Oh my gosh. I know. I and gave you depression. No. Oh my gosh. started to listen to the whole album it's a great album oh my god yes so good um well, which one is it it's like well there's pure heroin but then the other one is the melodrama yes yeah. okay i think i was listening yeah. to melodrama melodrama isn't my favorite mm. i much prefer prefer pure heroin there's just something with how she perfectly captured the essence of what i was feeling at that exact moment mm. of being a teenager and barreling towards my fate as an adult and not knowing what i'm doing and everyone's like Passed out in the bathroom? Wow. Wow. We had different uh, teenagehoods. Okay, well, no one has ever <laughs> passed out in the bathroom, like, unless it was my friend at church camp because she got so anxious she did pass out. Whoops. Yeah. But uh, nothing sinister. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I, a few weeks later, I was listening to, I was having a really bad day, and I was, like, sat in the bath, and I listened to Lord, and my sister, like, after I came out, my sister was like, I was wondering if I had to check on you, because she's like, are you okay? Yeah. And, like, I, I understand that, like, emotional attachment, because I, like, there are certain albums, or, like, I don't, I don't listen to albums, really. I just yeah. listen to a lot of different songs. Same. Um, but... In terms of emotional attachment, I will never let go of Heard It in Past Life by Maggie Rogers. I've Here we go. Everybody shut up. The show's about to begin. Yeah. I talk about it so often, but I just, I need you to know how important this album is to me. I Again, I don't listen to albums, but this one, um, this came out February of 2019, uh, or, yeah, 2019. Um, freshman year of college, um, right when my, uh, roommate got so mean. <laughs> yeah, February of 2019 was, like, a traumatic month. Do y'all feel that, too, or was it just us? I don't, like, I hope people are yeah. on the same board as us. Like, I feel like that's whenever Thank You Next maybe came out. Yes, it was sometime on that Because Thank You Next is one of my favorite albums, but only the sad songs. And so I would listen to all of the sad songs and walk around campus. And did you do the same with Maggie Rogers? Well, I listened to Light On yeah. and um, uh, Falling Water. And also, uh, Back in My Body, like, those three were on repeat for me. Yeah. And now, going back, like, I've listened to all the songs. It's a perfect album. I'm yeah. my mind, like, say it. I just, there's no way you can listen to that song and not start, like, dancing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it can't, you know, it came out right at this, like, perfect time because, <clears throat> you know, I was in the midst of failing a class. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, like... A really hostile environment yeah. in my living situation. Um, felt really uncomfortable with everything and all the time. <laughs> um, but when I put on Maggie Rogers, when I put, when I had to walk to class, I took that like 15-20 minute walk yeah. to class. It was a long walk. It was a long walk. I re like put light on on repeat until I got to my classroom. It meant like so much to me yeah. that like there's just something that clicks in the chemicals in my brain yeah. that makes my brain go wee. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, just, it truly, like, that was my only source of happiness my freshman year, is, like, being able to escape into my music. Yeah. And Maggie Rogers, if you're listening. Oh my gosh, please, girl. Like, someone tag her. Cause Let's tag her. Um, if you're listening, thank you so much. We have a lot to say to you. Well, Emma we have, has a lot. Okay, like, I'm genuinely... I'm new to this. I... So, I want to... I figured out that I want to be a music journalist. Yes. It's because Leon, who's in the other room... Leon, say hi. Hi. She said hi. Um, but... I love her. So, Leon, um, is our, like, third co-host at this point. Yeah, but she's, like, a co-ghost... Oh, that's good. Because she hasn't quite <laughs> appeared yet. Yes. But it is coming very soon. Yes. Um, but we went thrift shopping one day and we like, you know, we came back to my apartment and Leon was like, where do you see yourself in five years? And I was and like... whenever Leon hits you with those questions, I'm like, girl, <laughs> I gotta go home right now. Like, <laughs> I got, I was like, 
oh, you know, like, I want to work for a magazine. Like, I already yeah. knew, knew this, yeah. that I wanted to write for a magazine after college. And she's like, what? which one? And I was like, Rolling Stone. And I was like, what? But it's what? Because I, like, I had never thought of it before that moment. And then I said it, and it felt like something got off my chest. Yes. It felt like I was holding it in for so long, and I finally let it go. And I was like, let's focus on this for a second. Let's remember how it felt when you said it out loud. <laughs> And then let's, like, you know, hook on to it. Yeah. Um, really, so, really dig on it. Let's really, really vibe on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, so I want to be a music journalist, I guess. That's cool. I love music. I want to interview people. Why don't we combine the two? Yes. So I've had interview questions for Maggie Rogers for years now. That's, that's not true. For, like, a year. I've had my questions that I would ask Maggie Rogers in an interview. That's never gonna happen. But, like, I, if I ever get to meet her, I would DM her on Instagram. I made her a TikTok and, like, tagged her. She hasn't seen anything. And but she's like, not- have you tried <clears throat> reaching out to her on the astral plane? Yes. <laughs> not yet. Okay, but- <laughs> well, I would highly recommend Okay. Um, but... I just need to ask her about her SNL performances. Yeah. Like, I'm, I I just rewatched them last night because it's my, like, I need to rewatch it at least once yeah. a month. N- just more, to make it through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, I, like, I don't want to bore people by talking about this, but, like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. If you haven't seen it, pull it up. Let's wa- l- watch it, you know? Yeah, because, okay, so she comes on, uh... Her first performance, Jonah Hill, is like, everyone, Maggie Rogers. And then, um, wasn't that a perfect Jonah Hill impression? It was, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then she gets up there, she starts singing Light On, she's really off-key for the first, like, ten seconds, but then she gets into it. You can see, like, how nervous she is, you know? Maggie, don't listen to this part. No, but, um, but this is what music journalism is, where you actually, like, you don't get caught up in idolizing someone. You can point out... The flaws. Yeah, and, uh, like, uh, the reason why she was, I mean, it just, like, you could tell how nervous she was as soon as she started. Which, of course, SNL is, like, the biggest gig for, like, a lot of musicians, you know? And so, um, yes, and this was before her album came out. So she, I listened to Light On for the first time, her, like, performing on SNL. Oh my gosh. And then, so she sang it. And near, like, the middle of the song, you can see her, like, dancing and, like, you know, getting into it. And she's, like, you know, more comfortable. And then, a few minutes later, but on YouTube, just, like, a few seconds later. Yeah. Um, she comes on again in this red cape-looking dress. She's barefoot. She has her hair down. She's so, like, loose. Loose. I don't know. That's not a good word to use. Well. But, like, she's just... Free. She yeah. looks free. Ooh, oh no! I just spilled water all over Emma. Oh no! Okay, hold on. Well, it was actually really refreshing. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um. Okay. Um. Anyways, wow, <laughs> that was great. But she comes on a little like that. She kind of just comes out rocking from oh the get-go. Oh my gosh! Like she just <laughs> she comes out like a water that you don't expect. Yes. <laughs> and guess what? She sang Falling Water. Oh my god, please. (laughs) I'm going insane. Um, But she comes out to sing Falling Water in this incredible vintage, like, cape, red, it's stunning. She's a goddess, okay? And then she comes out, 
and immediate Florence vibes. Like, she is just, like, that first note is, holds so much power that it brings me to tears every time. Oh my gosh. And then, so that second performance is just absolutely incredible. Yeah. And then nearly, I'm, like, (laughs) clenching right now. I'm so excited. (laughs) Near the end, she, like, um, she, like, stands back, and then she closes her eyes, and then opens them, and she's, like, absolutely, like, in awe, you know? Yeah. As the audience is, like, clapping and stuff. But you see, like, a shift in her. You see, like, a physical shift of her owning her space and, like, letting everything she has out on the stage. And it is the most beautiful thing I've ever witnessed. And I need to ask her about it. Yeah, the, uh, yeah b- b- I'm speechless. You need to ask her about <laughs> I that. I need to ask her about like, it. Like, I, I've listened to Maggie Rogers but I can't, like, sing a tune to any of her songs. <laughs> like, I haven't listened to her enough, but every song that I've listened to, I'm like, I love this. Why don't I listen to this more? Yeah. But I don't think it really, like, vibes with my depression, <laughs> which is why I don't listen to it. Yeah. Um, but, like, whenever you, the way that you just describe that moment, like, there's something so personal about watching someone's dreams come true. <gasps> See, that's the thing. Ugh. This She just, like left all of it out on the stage yeah. and her vocals are incredible and she just is dancing her little like it's this isn't an insult but it's kind of like a choice of on dance where you know those blow up like you know like yes, car dealership yes. like floaties yeah. that's the kind of her dance she's just like unhinged unhinged she's unhinged completely in herself i love unhinged women. yes <laughs> and so um, it's just, like, the most incredible thing to watch, and I need to ask her about it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, it Let's just... Make it happen. Because, I mean, for for her music to be so healing for other people, like, I just need to know how it feels for her to be yeah. writing this. And what was going through her mind during her SNL performances. Yes. Oh, my because gosh. Because something changed. We have to And I out. need to know what yes. it is. Oh, my God. So, sorry for that, but, no, like... that was great. <laughs> I have to tell you guys about my Maggie Rogers. Yes. But it's obscure and it's going to make me look like a psychopath. So, I love Madion. It's M-A-D-E-O-N. He is a French house producer. Um, and he's amazing. So, he's produced some of your favorite songs... But you just don't know it. He has worked sound production for Lady Gaga, Coldplay, um, and he is, like, I don't know how old he is, maybe, like, 22, but in high school, I was, like, okay, in high school, he had fluffy brown hair, and he was tall and skinny, and he was very pale with great hands. He was my type, let's just be honest. But then it, it, my obsession with him turned into something deeper. It was still an obsession, but, um... You fell in love. A little. <laughs> according to my fan blog, yes. But, anyways, um, we're gonna, like, skate right over that. Um, the way that he produced, to where Maggie's vocals seem, like, the most enigmatic and characteristic of her, it's the way that Maddion, like, mixes and samples it's electronic music mm-hmm. but it's different than any electronic music that you will ever hear um and it's good 
I suggest listening to the Adventure album all the way through. It was his first album um, that he released, and it's just like interesting. It, some of it is like video game music, but it is not the EDM that you think of when you think of EDM at Red Rocks. It is like kind of cerebral and dreamlike. Um, actually, he's been described as the next Daft Punk. Daft Punk is one of his oh. huge um, inspirations. But he recently moved to LA. His name is Hugo Pierre Leclerc. And he. Wait, let's just not skip over that. That is the perfect name, the most perfect name. I know. Ever. It might be Leclerc. I don't know. I don't spend. I don't speak French. But um, he. I went to his concert <coughs> with my friend Caitlin and my mom because I was 16 and she was like in electric concert. <laughs> um, and so he was amazing like he was just like a shy little kid um and then I recently went to his concert for his second album and it blew my mind like if you see like the graphics of his performance like it is a it is a light show it is like kind of rave culture but quite honestly like the people that you would see at raves I think they would feel a little bit out of place at this specific concert. It's just like so chill. But now I want to talk about his opener of the first concert that I went to. Yes, please. So his name is Skylar Spence, um, previously known as St. Pepsi. And if you've ever heard of Vaporwave, you know what's up. But Vaporwave is a genre of music that I find really fascinating. I think that like, I love classical music. I love that kind of stuff. But whenever it comes to music that was born from the internet, it's kind of fascinating to me. Um, and so Skylar Spence, at the time, St. Pepsi, before Pepsi was like, stop. Um, <laughs> he popularized Vaporwave, which is a music genre that includes slowed down 80s music. You would know it if you heard it. Um, it's like, don't know. Okay, whatever. It's like a big meme sometimes. Um, but it's really good. It's super vibey. Um, it's kind of something that you would listen to in the back rooms if you've ever heard of the back rooms. If you no. haven't, the, it's fine. Okay. Like something that you imagine would play in another dimension at um, like a, a, a brandless um, grocery store in the middle of a desert with the fluorescent lights. Mm hmm. In the 80s. Okay. On an alien planet. That's really specific. I know. And I'm down. It's so good. But he basically, like, drove the vaporwave, like, genre forward. Um, but his music now, um, as Skylar Spence, it's more pop. But it is actually... I know that you guys have heard of Say So by Doja Cat. People actually say, Skylar Spence himself included, he and I are friends on Twitter, we talk all the time actually. Oh my god. I know. Okay, all the time, like once a year. But anyways, <laughs> he's super cool and um, he's really real about his struggles with his mental health and how it affects his craft. Like how he's like, I don't want to produce today. Like I don't want to make music, but he loves to make music. Um, but back to Doja Cat, he alleges that Doja Cat basically ripped off his song Fiona Coin, which is Ooh. my favorite song. Like for years, if you would ever ask me what my favorite song is, I would say that. 
Um, and it is such a good song. It always makes me want to dance. It's like perfect in every way. But if you like Say So, or if you liked it before it was overplayed, you should check out Fiona Coin. I really like that he does, it feels nostalgic. Okay, this is, put your seatbelts on. <laughs> Vaporwave is about nostalgia, but making it modern to something that you've never heard before, but you feel like maybe you heard it in a dream. It's like something that would come on the TV when you're like half awake after watching 80s movies. It's very dreamlike and mysterious, but it fills you with nostalgia for something you've never experienced. Wow. And that is really cool. Like if you're into 80s music or like music that sounds like 80s music, that's also one of my favorite subgenres is like modern music that sounds like it was from the 80s. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. yeah. Then you would love Vaporwave, especially if you're just like chilling out. Oh, chill night. I don't know. It's just the best. So I had to like plug Skylar Spence. He's so sweet. And um, whenever he comes back, I'm definitely going to his concert. That but both so of these cool. artists, Maddion and Skylar Spence, they are so like, like Maddion was on the precipice of fame when COVID shutdown mm. um, happened. And so he was about to play Red Rocks in May. And then it shut down. That would have been, like, his SNL moment. So I was really excited to see him, like, achieve his dreams and everything. But he actually was nominated for a Grammy this year. Ah. But he lost to Kei Trinata, which is also really good. But anyways, that's my, like, little electronic EDM nerd voice that just, like, somehow resurrected itself from the dead. Like, I buried that a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, I mean, here it is, folks. Here it is. I just think that, like, trashy internet m music like I am music something that like reminds you of like growing up in the 90s which I never experienced is interesting yeah I think music can really like make you I mean that that phrase you used of like making you feel nostalgic for something you've never experienced mm -hmm. I use that so much when I like am listening to music um I also make a lot of playlists based off of feelings <laughs> yes. and feelings that I've never experienced. I make playlists about love. I've never even kissed anyone. Like, what do I know? You know, you like know so much. You're <laughs> um, so emotionally like mature enough to know the feeling. Thank you. But like, I, <clears throat> I also use this in like little. I like make little scenarios in my head. Like, a dinner party or, yeah. um, like, a movie montage moment. And then yes. I choose songs to put on those playlists that kind of, like, line up with that. And it's so much fun to kind of, like, escape your reality for a yes. little bit. Um, but... Can I read off some of my really specific playlist names? Yes, I will do the same because I've made so many playlists and they just keep coming, you know? Yeah. So, a lot of my playlists are actually, like, monthly diaries and so every month, except for from this year, apparently, because I forgot to, I make a new playlist for that month. And then in the description, I'll do like a brief list of aesthetics or things I experienced in that month. And so like I could go back to, let's go back to February 2020. Cool. It says, Benadryl Dreams, Strawberry Pancakes, The Craft, Featuring Pleb Talk. BRB, I'm gonna call the police. 
doja? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, and that may not mean anything to you, but I just had, oh, wow, that was just, that was too much for me. But, um, in terms of, like, crazy podcast names, podcast names, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm reading a lot of words on my phone. Um, I have a playlist for, like, it's called Sophisticated Adderall for, like, whenever I need to bust it to get my work done, but it's, like, classical music. Um, I know that we were going to talk about our favorite movie soundtracks. Yes. Parasite. Ooh. Yeah, I would listen to the Parasite soundtrack walking to class and pretend that I was going to, like, Oxford and that I was, like, in a movie and I was so sophisticated and always turned in my homework on time. Oh, I can just imagine there being a lot of violence. Like, string No, it's issues. like... It's just, like, it's pretty much just, like, regular classical music. Interesting. Yeah, it's nice. And then I also have a playlist specifically with songs and with lyrics that were written about me. So what you need to know is that we have Needy by Ariana Grande. We have, um, wow, I don't know. You guys might not be cool enough to know who all these artists are. Malibu Nights from Laney. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's basically, the rest of it is so obscure and underground, you guys would never even know it. Oh my god. (laughs) You're so cool. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, I have, like, I did a few, I know you have the same, like, kind of color playlist. Yeah. So I did blue, red, and orange. Blue, just a little teaser. Um, Space Song by Beach House. Oh, wow. Uh, Do Not Wipe by Wallows, White Ferrari, Frank Ocean, Fine Line by Harry Styles. Oh, wow. Visions of Gideon, Sufjan Stevens, like, Call It Fate, Call It Karma, The Strokes, Only in My Dreams, The Maria's, like, oh my god, I love The Maria's! (laughs) Yes, they're great! Um, and then we've got The Red Playlist, We Fell in Love in October, Girl in Red, Killer Whale by Boy Scott, Yes. um, Love My Way, The Psychedelic Furs, Say It by Maggie Rogers, obviously. Obviously. Um, I think I like When It Rains by Willis. Willis? Yeah. Um, let Mar- Archie Marry Me by Alves. Alves? Oh, yeah. Alves? I think yeah. I them, yeah. Forgive You by Leon Bridges. Oh, love Leon Bridges. We've got The Orange Playlist. We've got Live Well by Palace. We've got Winter by Yabadum. We've got Drugs by Mags. We've got I Feel Great by Sunshine Boulevard. We've got Ode to Conversation. Ode to a Conversation Stuck in Your Throat by Del Water Gap. Wow. What a, like, it's a long title. Um, and then my orange playlist is just, like, fun. Yeah. Okay, I just went through that, I think. But anyway. Um, and then I also have, like, Dinner Party, which is what yes. I've been listening to a lot recently. Sleepy and Swaying. Sad Saturday. Um... <laughs> I also made a, like, a playlist for Rolling, uh, the Rolling Stone 500 albums, which I'll talk about after, but what are some more of yours? Well, we have, should I just list list them off? Scarlet Letter, Aphrodite, Dusk, Prozac, Adderall, Driving Home Alone, I Feel Like a Monet Painting, which was like, I feel numb to the world and the lines are all blurred right now because I'm sad. Um, Wow. Then we have My Life is a Movie for Real for Real. If you see me listen to this, I'm crying. That Mood from September, which was crying. Summer was cool, but I cried my stupid eyes out. My 5 a.m. Lyft driver named Mimi told me what I needed to hear. Um, 
This was all while I was going through a breakup. The Blue Scooby-Doo Fruit Snack is my main crying playlist. Songs that aren't sad, but are. Um, a Dream I Can't Remember. Let's see what else. Anything else? Um, no, that's it. That's it. But, yeah, it was a lot of Lainey. Like, if I could take one album to describe, like, a season of my life, it's Malibu Nights from Lainey. Like, every song off that album I lived through in summer 2019. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. I was like, are y'all, like, bugging my house right now? <laughs> Highly recommend for crying. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah. But, yeah, I love, I mean, it is such, a, like, an emotional attachment to music. Um, just like I have an emotional attachment to Maggie Rogers' also fine line. I yeah. associate that with driving through Green River, Colorado. Mm. Or Utah. Is, I think it's, it's, it's a, Utah. Yeah, it's yeah. like right at the border of Colorado. Yeah. But um, driving back home from San Diego to Colorado like a few years ago, we were listening to Fine Line, the album, and as we turned, I've already told you this, so you're just going to sit through it again. Mm -hmm. But as we turned the corner after, like, getting gas, we're turning the corner, the bridge of fine line is, like, it's, like, revving up, you know? You're getting yeah. ready for the horns. Yeah. And as we turn the corner, the horns start to play. Oh, my gosh. And, like, in the distance, uh, like, canyon starts to rise at oh the same gosh. time. And I'm like, I think I just saw Jesus. Like, oh, my God. Just, that might sound, sound sensitive. I'm not a religious person, but that was, like, the closest I'll ever be to a religious experience. Yeah. I'm like, this world is crazy. Yeah. To have my music line up at this moment is, like, it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. And I try to recreate that moment. Like, with music in everyday life of just, like, you know, like, when you're listening to a song and you're walking and you feel like you're in a movie, that's my favorite yeah. thing ever. Yeah, I love M83 for that reason. I oh, think, like, gorgeous. a pivotal soundtrack from a movie in my life was The Fault in Our Stars, and I know yes. that sounds crazy. I had the vinyl up until, like, last year. Yes, like, the song that was, like, the M83 song in that movie. Wait. That, yeah, wait. That is... That had already been my crying song to where, like, I'm crying, but there's no sound coming out deep at night. Like, I'm just holding on. And then I had to see that in theaters. I was like, like, take me now. Yeah. I'm I'm just raw. Like, it, my feelings are all laid out in front of me. Yeah. M83 is so good. Oh, my God. It's so good. And, like, that Fallen Earth Stars soundtrack is so good. It was so With good. Birdie it had no reason. And Jake Bug. It had and no reason. No reason. That movie is awful. Yes. Let's not talk about the uh, Anne Frank house kiss. Oh my god. That's for another... It's that, for another time. We can inappropriate kisses. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll have another episode about movies, but we need to talk about that later. Yes, okay. of course. Of course. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great soundtrack. Yeah. Um, if I, like, want to have, like, an epiphany, mm -hmm. I'll listen to that to M83, like, if I'm walking around and trying to be like, let me remember what it felt like when I was a kid, when everything was so exciting and, like, I just was looking for worms on the sidewalk, I listen to M83 sometimes. That's perfect. And then, like, sometimes if I'm... Say what you will about the Midsummer movie soundtrack, but the last track from the movie, where I won't spoil it, but whatever. Like, whenever she finally lets go, it's like this cathartic 
piece of music that culminates and it's horrible but beautiful like the movie mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll listen to that like whenever I first moved in to my sorority house and I was alone the first night because my roommate wasn't there and um I just had my little candles out and it was a full moon mm-hmm. and I was sitting out the window and I was like I just had the worst freshman year and I was like can I get through this and it was all this worry of like oh my gosh, like, I'm probably gonna do really bad in school again. Little did I know, this year would... Anyways, <laughs> freshman year out of the yeah, park. Yeah, out of the park. But literally, I would, I listened to that part of the soundtrack, and I was like, like, it, it, that soundtrack in the right moment is like a deep breath after holding your breath for a long time. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. And now I need to go listen to it. I didn't like the movie, but, like, I, I like movie soundtracks. Yeah. Or The House That the Horga Built. That's a really good one. It's oh. kind of nostalgic. It's from the scene where she's, like, in the house. It's really good, though. I would highly recommend. Um, another soundtrack that I know that you also like is Interstellar. Yes. That one, like, it's a little bit of a meme to me because of how it's been used in memes. But, like, I haven't watched Interstellar since I watched it the first time because I'm not ready. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I won't spoil anything, but I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. And my... I, like, understood in a terrible way. I was like, oh. oh. But the music, it's... Hans Zimmer is, like, the classical composer of our time. Like, all of his music from... Pirates of the Caribbean, like, they all take you on adventures. Like, in Interstellar, his music is what it feels like to be human on the edge of what humans know to exist. And in Pirates of the Caribbean, it's about being a badass with eyeliner. You say Caribbean? I used to say Caribbean, and then I decided I wanted to sound, like, sophisticated. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, you do. Thank I you. Just, that's oh why my I gosh. My <laughs> yeah, see, it works. <laughs> Um, but some other favorite movie soundtracks, and then we'll go into my favorite movies about music. Yes. We're gonna get even deeper into this. Um, <clears throat> favorite movie soundtracks. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That, that is a comfort movie to, like, oh my god. It is so good, and the music is incredible. Um, 500 Days of Summer. Oh, wait. I, I just zoned out when you said Secret Life of Walter Mitty. We have to go back. What? Yeah. That, that, like, movie changed my life. I had plans to go to Iceland for years. I still want to go so Then let's go together. Okay. Okay. But, We're whatever. We're this podcast now. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> whenever, like, I would try and get my homework done or whatever, like, I listened to that soundtrack religiously. It makes me want to get out of my bed yes. and just run. Yes. <laughs> Um, and that's the best feeling. That just makes me, like, that movie makes me feel so refreshed and inspired, and the same with the soundtrack. Um, 500 Days of Summer, I am one rewatch away from becoming a manic pixie dream girl. Oh my god. I, I know that there's, like, both of the characters have so many flaws, but that's what makes it fun. Yeah. But the soundtrack is fantastic. Um, We Bought a Zoo, another comfort movie of mine. I don't care what you say about this movie. It is one of my all-time favorites. (laughs) Um, and it always will be, and I stand by it. Um, and the soundtrack is great. Harold and Maude, another great movie, one of my favorites, um, and it's all Cat Stevens. 
Ooh. And on that note, if you want a soundtrack that's all by the same, like, artist, <clears throat> The Graduate, it's all Simon and Garfunkel, and that's oh, also great. Yeah. So, good stuff. And then lastly, Booksmart just had, like, a lot of really fun, yeah. like, new songs. I know that, like, I'm sure uh, Olivia Wilde put so much thought into the songs yeah. that she chose. That pool scene mm-hmm. where the song... Um, take away or like slip away by a perfume genius place yeah. it's just yeah so great i also love um oh man it just flew from my brain oh anything from wes anderson yes. specifically fantastic mr fox and oh, the grand so budapest hotel yeah i love um russian culture and the balalaika music it's like the, the little strings that are like ring, ring, mm-hmm. in that Grand Budapest Hotel soundtrack, like, it is just magnificent. It's, like, grand, but also sad. But also, like, Budapest a yes, little bit. Yeah. And a little hotel. Yeah. And then, um, oh, shoot. This is a show, but still counts. The best TV show soundtrack that I've ever seen was in The Queen's Gambit, and if you haven't watched it, you have to unsubscribe from us, because I will no longer tolerate it. Yeah. I think you might have to replace me then. I oh my god. I didn't fully watch it, but I watched enough to, like, understand what happened. But all I do... <laughs> the only, did you just murmur, murmur? Yes, I did. Murmur, murmur, murmur. Literally, the only time that I ever, like, listened to music in my car lately has been Queen's Gambit soundtrack. Queen's Gambit soundtrack, because it's all, like, groovy, kind of bandit-y, badass-y, I don't know how to describe it, I'm tired. I'm That's getting, okay. <laughs> my brain is, like, racking through every piece of media I've ever consumed, yeah. and it's like, we need to crash and restart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and lastly, for that soundtrack, um, for the TV shows, since we're in that, yeah. like, kind of territory... Freaks and Geeks is just a lot of, like, classic rock, kind yeah. of, like, 80, like super fun. And then also Bones, like, all of those, like, crime shows have such good, like, yeah. 2000s pop ballads. Yeah. And Scream it's just, Queens? Oh, I haven't seen that show. Oh my god! I don't like Ryan just... Murphy that much. Okay, but this is insane, and now that, I'm a sorority girl, you have to watch it with me. Okay, fine. Well, but... it's a satire. Yeah. I, I mean, I watched Hollywood, and that was fine. It's about, like, how much sorority girls are awful people. And they are awful that. people in the show. <laughs> sometimes in real life, sometimes. Yes. And then, um, okay, so we're gonna wrap this up. I'm, like, I, there's so much to talk about, and I know, I know. I'm sounding like a dork every, no, like, passing can, second. We can do, like, a little mini segment where we talk about, like, our... Songs of the week. Songs of the week, or we really analyze artists Ooh. and talk about, like, their journey. I like that. Yeah. Um, some movies about music that I like, just whipping through this, um list whiplash was the first one okay okay it is so good it my so good. i've watched it so many times my heart never not races yeah it is just incredible whenever i first watched that movie my fresh ex-boyfriend from like the eighth grade we were all in this one big fresh. friend group it was like we were freshly broken up with mm-hmm. and he was holding hands with my friend during this movie and they thought i wouldn't notice oh but you did i did notice <laughs> Um, so it did give me whiplash honestly oh my gosh <laughs> um uh begin again 
Uh, it's really cute. I haven't watched it in a while because it's available nowhere, which yeah. is not fun. But there's a scene in that movie where they, like, they go on a date and they both wear this, like, they both wear earbuds or they wear the same earbuds or something. And they're listening to music and just running around, the list, like, New York City together and I need to recreate this someday. Um, Beige by Yoclor would be playing. Yes, it would. In my scene. Um, okay, Baby Driver, because it is, like, music is so heavily involved yes, in that movie. and he is the best director of our time. I will die on that. I can't remember his name right now. Okay, I was like, which one? But he is fantastic. Baby Driver changed the way I drive forever. <laughs> and, yeah, I actually recently just made, my boyfriend made me a playlist of, like, music that could have been in Baby Driver yeah. to drive really fast to. That's a great soundtrack, to send too. It to you. Yes. Yeah. Um... I have the vinyl. It's so good. Oh, so good. Um, Almost Famous was cute. Inside Lewin Davis was, like, boring, but it was nice. Um, It's all about, like, folk music. And I love folk music. That, like, has such a special place in my heart. And then uh, Soul, so good. The Zone in that movie, like, going into this. Don't spoil it, girly pop. It's not really a spoil. Okay. But just keep an eye out for The Zone. Okay. It's really beautiful. Um, La La Land. It's, like, fun and colorful. It changed my life. I was literally, like, in a film program whenever I saw it. And there were certain... We, like, as a class, we went to the Denver Film Festival, which is a great, great organization. Would highly recommend. Um, But there were two movies that we saw at the film festival. And I was friends with this guy named Mikey, and he's amazing. Love him to death. But, like, at the end of these movies... There were two movies that changed, that rocked our worlds. I loved La La Land, but at the same, like, evening, I saw Lady Bird, and he saw La La Land, and then, like, our films, like, our film styles for, like, our own, like, student film showcase or whatever, like, we could tell, like, oh, wow, we really just ripped that off, didn't we? Oh, my God. (laughs) But it was, like, we were intoxicated by La La Land. It was just so good. Yeah. And I'm not a huge, like, musical movie person, but it was, like, so good. Yeah. And the last, the last, um, it's a documentary about, about music called 20 Feet from Stardom. It highlights background singers and kind of talks about, like, what does it take to be a, like, a lead vocalist and, like, also, like, the majority of the things, the majority of the tunes that we remember from songs are the tunes of the background singers themselves. Wow. Um, because, you know, like, the song Young American, like, David Bowie, when it's like, oh, those are the background singers. And then they just, like, so anyway, um, it's really, really good. It's Oscar-winning from 2013. Fascinating. Okay, and then I think we're gonna, like, oh, yeah, we're almost to an hour, which this has happened, like, too many times. Every time. I know. I'm like, maybe we should cut it down to 30 minutes, but I just can't shut up. No, it's the best. And I don't want to. And the people who will listen all the way through are, you know, the ones who will stick. you can skip. I don't really care. Um... And then, okay, a few takeaways, okay. if you will. Yes. <laughs> uh, don't feel bad about the music you like. I tend to feel bad about the music I like sometimes, <laughs> but it's what you like. Yeah. It's fine. Um, Every time I get on the aux, my friends are like, yo, what is this? And I'm like, you guys, please, it's so good, I promise. Yes. 
Um, and then also, like, I don't have fun with music. Please, like, share music with me or, like, yeah. anyone you meet. I think music is just, like, a window to the yeah. soul. And it makes me feel so happy when people are like, oh, I saw the song I thought of you or listened to yeah. the song I thought of you. We're going to post some of our favorite podcasts on our stories yes. um, in the days coming after the release of this episode. Yes. So if you guys are on the rocks with music like I am, and you're just like, I have nothing to listen to, we got you. Also, our taste is impeccable. I, impeccable. I don't want to seem cocky, but like, it's really good. Oh, it's real good. We got some good ones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there may be some Ariana Grande in mine, but like, um, it's good Ariana Grande. Yeah. Um, lastly, let's just tie it all together. Top three songs. Of all time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, or you can do top three albums. Or do a I'm going to do Hookers. albums. So I'm going to do Pure Heroine from Lord. Adventure from Maddion. Oh, can I do like... I'm going to do five. Okay. <laughs> Adventure from Maddion. Pure Heroine Lord. Malibu Nights Laney. Um... Oh, wow. Grand Budapest Hotel soundtrack. And, oh, I just had the last one. Wait for it. Wait for it. It's gone. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Okay. Those are really good ones, though. But they, I, all that I mentioned in this podcast, I didn't give you any new material. <laughs> I, um, I need to listen to Maddion. I need to, like you know, branch out yeah. a little bit. Oh, um, wait. Here it is. Yes. The TV show soundtrack of The End of the Fucking World. Oh, okay. I gotta watch that, too. Oh, my God. I tried to watch it. I was like, I don't know. But I also wasn't paying that much attention. <sighs> I know. Okay, but, your turn. <laughs> and then, uh, I think I would do... I'll do top three songs. Okay. We've got Beige by Yoclore. Yes. All I Want by Codaline, that has just come up again and again and again, and I can't shake it. Yeah. Um, and then, oh god, what would it be? It would be, I'm just gonna throw it out there, Light On by Maggie yeah, Rogers. Yeah, I was like, if you don't say Maggie Rogers, I like, I would be so stunned. She's definitely my favorite artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we just talked too much, and I think I'm, like, I don't... I, I had a lot of dead. We've talked so much. We this is our second episode. We've done two hour long episodes. Back to back recording. Yes. But it's always a joy with you, Emma. And oh, it's a joy with cute. you too, computer audience. Wow. We love you. Yeah, we hope that you have a great rest of your day. Yes. Um if you want to find our socials, you can go on Instagram at dormroompod. Mm -hmm. Um that's our podcast Instagram. And our personal Instagrams are uh, mine is at E-M-M-D-R-C. And mine is at U-G-H dot I-T-S dot A-B-B-Y. Perfect. Be on the lookout for our next podcast. Thank you for listening. And let us know if you have any additional thoughts or topic requests that you'd like to hear us ramble on about and give our two cents. Yes. Because we would love to. And give us music recommendations. Yeah. I want to make a playlist of all the recommendations people give us. That would be so cute. Yes. And Perfect. if no one actually gives us recommendations... We'll put it all of our songs I will, like, literally hunt you down. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Have a good day. <laughs>